Welcome to the WealthStream Podcast. The team at Hightower Great Lakes share their insights and passions for empowering their clients to live their best life. In this energetic podcast, we will take you on a journey to help you navigate your financial future, overcome life's challenges to reach your financial goals, and find the financial clarity you've been searching for. Let's explore the downstream impact of your wealth and what it means to you, your family, and your community to live greater. Hello and welcome to The Wealth Stream with Tim Scannell from Hightower Great Lakes. Tim, good morning. How are you? I'm doing great. It's sunny today, so life is good. No complaints. Absolutely. I, I have all my blinds shut because it is very bright out there. <laughs> That's not good. <laughs> well, no, no. It's, it's, it's good for what I'm doing right now, but okay. later on I plan to be out in the sunshine. Yes, absolutely. Right. Smart. <laughs> I'll make a yeah. deal with you. Yeah, I'll, I'll go okay. out there and get some vitamin D. All right. I, I, I got to tell you, I mean, we were talking a little bit before the podcast started. I am so excited about today's podcast because you actually presented in a podcast last year about masterminds groups, right? And kind of the overview, 30,000 foot view of why they're important, why you've belonged to them before and you currently do. But now today is something different. It's almost like a part two, but different. Exactly. So, you know, when we do our I think we have a pretty unique wealth management formula where we focus on investment processes, advanced planning. We also focus a lot on relationship management. And that could mean, you know, how our clients specifically work with our team, how they work with me, with our, you know, everyone on our team. Also, we, you know, we've spent a number of, a lot of time in various podcasts talking about how we help them build their team, you know, mm -hmm. their professional network of CPAs, attorneys, et cetera. And, you know, I've just found, I found over time that, that's really, those two things are very important. But in addition to that, I think business owners in particular, entrepreneurs need more peer support. And I think mastermind groups are, are where they can get them. They call them CEO groups or mastermind groups. There's different names for them. And you're right, Eric, back in, I think it was June of last year, for anyone going back and wanting to listen to it, it's podcast number 39. Mm -hmm. And COVID was in full force. So I think when we talked about it, when I, you know, we did that podcast, that's actually where people probably could have used it the most, but everyone was pretty busy and pretty slammed, I'm sure. So maybe mm -hmm. not a lot of people did read about it or listen to it. But the, the purpose for a uh, mastermind group is really to address the, a specific problem that, you know, Eric, you know, because you have your own business. I see this with my clients who are business owners. Owning and growing a business, you know, people are surprised to hear, but can be pretty lonely mm -hmm. being up on top. I mean, you, it's hard, very hard to share ideas down, you know, with maybe your, your team, it's much easier to share ideas with your peers. And yeah. oftentimes they just don't have as many people to talk to. And, and I think one, that's one of the reasons why I think these are so important. Yeah, absolutely. From, from those that have small businesses that they're the sole proprietor and they're the only employee running their entire operation themselves, that's incredibly lonely because there's nobody else to talk to in the office. Right. And then yeah. those that are the bosses and own their business, you're right. It's, it's, there, there are certain things that you shouldn't actually share with, you know, subordinates or, or people that are in your employ. You need to be able to bounce these ideas, thoughts, concerns off of somebody who is in that kind of that same position. I love that. Yeah. And confidentiality is key. And so mm -hmm. like, I'm not going to drive across town and talk to a competitor of mine and, you know, share best, best practices. But I, I have always had, I've always participated in uh, mastermind groups with different advisors around the country where they understand the challenges that I'm going through. I understand their challenges. We share best practices mm -hmm. and we learn from each other to hopefully all, all get better and, and learn things we can 
take back and, and improve our service to our clients, improve what we deliver. And really, I think it just helps everyone raise their game. Yeah. And, th and that's really kind of what we talked about back in June. And so one of the things that I've been doing, Eric, I talked to you a little bit about this, is I've been, I have worked with a group of six female CEOs and they're entrepreneurs. They're just amazing. One of one of those clients I've been working with since 1988. So mm. I'd like to say that I was in fourth grade at the time, but no. <laughs> but I mean, she's just been an amazing client. She's an amazing business person. But they're they're in real estate, manufacturing, transportation. One's in a high tech startup in the education industry, mm. the higher ed. One owns and manages an IT services, and actually one's also in a nonprofit, like uh, manages a family foundation. Oh, okay. And the the, the point is as when I would meet with these individuals, with these CEOs, they're telling me the same things that I'm I'm feeling that I'm seeing with other clients that it's a lonely world out there. And when you leave the office, when you leave the business, there's not as many people that they can talk to about it. Yeah. So I'm, I'm talking a little bit today about a process I went through to help those CEOs kind of create a mastermind group for themselves. So that's what we talk about today. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm so excited to hear this because I have never... I've worked with many, many, many advisors all over the country, Tim, you know that. And I have never had an advisor that has helped his clients create a mastermind group. So I'm super excited. I love that. Perfect. Yeah. So the first thing we did was just like we do, I think when I talk with all my clients or talk with my kids, <laughs> anyone in my family, it's, you know, it start with the, what I call a discovery process, you know? Mm -hmm. And so I, I literally, in one of the, we set a separate meeting with each of these people each of these clients and you know just sat down and we didn't talk investments we didn't talk about business we just sat and said you know for example what is your biggest challenge you face mm -hmm. you know how do you how do you naturally handle those challenges and, and typically the answer was you know they're handling them by themselves or they're reaching out to their their accountant or their attorney periodically and you know like what is the biggest thorn in, in your side as a result mm -hmm. of the you know the current processes you follow and really I, I asked a series of questions that all are kind of a variation of those three. And then I just sat back and I listened to try and discover as much as possible about what are they looking for and how are they doing it now? What problems are they facing primarily and how I can maybe help them structure a mastermind group to help them respond to that. And, and they could all help, you know, they could all help each other with their needs. Yeah. And what I found is that there were common responses that I got and you know, they all, I generally, I can say they all have great CPAs, great attorneys. You know, I'm a CPA in general, the structure of how CPA firms work, tax practices work. They're oftentimes can't be just because of the workload, you know, tax season gets overwhelming. And mm -hmm. last year, I mean, they really never got a break. They had tax season and then due to COVID, it was extended and then extended again. And it really carried them all the way into this year's tax season. So you're not, they're not really able to provide proactive ongoing planning advice. And that's, that's a common theme that I'm getting is that, you know, it, when there's issues, when they're looking to solve them, they reach out to their CPAs and attorneys and they're very knowledgeable, very great, but they never sit in the same room. You know, we've talked Eric about building a team. Mm -hmm. They've never sit in the same room with their banker, their consultants and all their advisors looking forward into the future and really helping address some of these strategic issues that they have. Yeah. In addition, you know, when they leave the office, like I said, this is a common theme I got back that they're all super social, great friends, but not off, but I would say 
less often among women in business and women CEOs and entrepreneurs in particular, have I found that they're able to come, come when they leave the office, network with other, other women who they can share those business frustrations and, and things with. It's kind of hard to, in, in these days, I'm not saying that it's a, a female versus male thing, but I'm just saying that my experience and also what I've read is that, you know, it, it, there's less opportunity when women leave the office, the CEOs and entrepreneurs to, to network with peers who they can share their ideas with. And, and, and I think that's just a reality. So in general, the theme I got was that it's very hard for them, these individuals I talk to, these business owners, to get everyone in a room to really help them with the challenges that they have. And what they're really looking, what they're really looking for was a kind of a peer group that they could share ideas with. So that, that's, that's what we came up with. That's kind of an initial analysis based on the discovery. All right. So how, how did that all flush out when you finally got them all together? So we all we talked and we all knew that we agreed that there was a need for kind of a mastermind group. Mm-hmm. What also came out of it was that there was a need for a female CEO entrepreneur focused group. Absolutely. Not that their issues are different, but some of their issues are. Mm-hmm. And we also just in talking and going through discovery confirmed that really it's not industry specific. So like I personally, most of my uh, mastermind groups have been in my industry, but we determined with this group, it wasn't necessarily um, a requirement. And we also kind of pinpointed that it would be better to have different ages and stages of life. And what I mean by that is some of the people, some of the business owners I work with are maybe either in or at or close to the exit, exit point. Mm -hmm. Some are, you know, just starting their careers, you know, thirties and forties and, and, everyone just kind of felt that it would be great for each of those people, the people in different stages of life, different stages of maybe succession and business growth and career path to, to be in the room together to kind of share like, like if I'm exiting, you know, what is the next generation thinking? If I'm the next generation, what is the exiting, you know, generation thinking? So that was another thing that came out of it. So that that's why we ended up coming up with a more age diverse group. Nice. And so the next thing we did as a process is we all agreed that, yeah, we have this need. And at this point, just so you know, Eric, I was kind of talking individually to each person. I I wasn't really introducing anybody to each other just because I wasn't sure how this was going to go. Mm. So I went back to my with my team and Samantha, who you've talked to a couple times, Eric. Yeah. She helped me. Plus, we also have interns, Madison Carp. She's an intern with us. She helped me. We did a ton of research on, you know, should we just should I just connect them to an existing platform, an existing group, you know? So mm-hmm. I've had a couple of clients who have joined uh, YPO and one in particular, uh, Stuart McMillan, who I've interviewed twice on this podcast, you know, he has said on the podcast that he attributes some of his greatest success to his YPO group and the sharing and collaboration that he got from them. And so I looked up the, the YPO. There also happens to be a women's YPO group you know, the SBA, the Small Business Association has an Office of Women's Business Ownership. Mm-hmm. There's all kinds of other things, like there's a National Association of Female Executives, American Business Women's Association. So we try to do a ton of research to come up with, should we just leverage an existing system, an existing platform, and is that the best way to do it? And I think in the end, as I was talking with each individual, we came back and 
you know, we're in Northwest Indiana. Most of the people in this group will be from Northwest Indiana or Chicago or Southwest Michigan. Based on location, cost, lack of control of the agenda were kind of the key things that the feedback I got. They all kind of came back and concluded that it's probably better to come up with our own group. Mm-hmm. So at that point, we took the next step, which is, all right, let's consider creating our own. So there's a number of things we had to do with that. Yeah, I can imagine it's a, it's, it's a big undertaking, right? And something that you're passionate about. So what did you have to consider when uh, thinking about creating a group like this? So the big thing, there's four things we focused on. Number one, you know, is everyone committed? Because this is a mm-hmm. big undertaking and you really have to be committed, not just to, you know, the group, but to everyone in the group. And I went back to everyone and they all seemed very, very committed uh, to creating like a local regional type group on our own. Mm-hmm. And the second thing is, you know, if, if we're going to create this group and, you know, we've all been in meetings that just run on and on and on and other meetings that are run pretty well, we need process. So yes. we need to make sure that we're leveraging, if we're not, if we're creating our own group, at least we're using some of the best practices maybe that YPO or these other groups have. So I did a lot of research with the people who have been in YPO to kind of give me some process feedback with that. The other thing we're considering is that we really wanted to make it more personal and flexible. You know, one of the things that YPO does that's pretty unique, apparently, and I learned this was initially when you're starting a group, you might bring in a consultant or a coach, but ultimately down the road, what you're looking for is each participant in the group to ultimately become like a moderator or Mm -hmm. kind of the executive officer of it. And it becomes much more personal and flexible. And they were concerned that if we went with like a Vistage or some of these other uh, groups that can, you know, that you join you wouldn't have the flexibility to create the direction of the group. And then finally, we determined that, look, if if we wanted to do our own, if, if I wanted to help them create their own group, they could always just transition to an established group if, it, if that makes sense. So mm-hmm. we all kind of agreed individually that it made sense to kind of go our own way and create our own, try and create our own uh, mastermind group, I guess you'd say. Yeah. All right. So you've got a lot of stuff to consider. You've got some commitment there. How'd you guys start? So what we did was we we started to create a plan. Number one, we kind of form created a formal process. Now keep in mind, Eric. I think that the end, the, my goal with this is you know not for me to be running a mastermind group. Ultimately, I want these executives, these CEOs, to uh, create their own. You know how it looks and what and where it goes. Mm-hmm. But initially, I wanted to create a process so that at least in the first couple of meetings. You know, it's well run. People get up, people get things out of it, et cetera. So we, we set up an initial meeting, and actually the meeting is set for June. So we haven't even done this yet. This is really kind of a work in progress. Yeah. I'm, I'm describing it as we're building the airplane, right? And in this meeting, we're going to we, – we located a, a restaurant that's close. You know, we're all COVID vaccinated, which is great. Mm-hmm. The restaurants are open, which is even more wonderful. Yeah. And they have a separate room that has a nice, comfortable table. And we're going to meet there maybe on a Thursday, 3 to 5, and go through a formal agenda of making an introduction, you know, talking about what we each want to achieve in the group. I mean, not me, but what each of the members want to achieve. Mm-hmm. For this one, we we are bringing in an executive coach to help moderate this this first plan, this first meeting, because... We just wanted to make sure that it ran smoothly. And there's just so many things that executive coaches, that their expertise in terms of getting collaboration and conversation and 
you know, creating kind of a plan going forward, the things that I couldn't possibly do. So we did that. And then the other, the other thing we took away from, in particular, the YPO is that confidentiality has to be incredibly important. Absolutely, yeah. Um, so we're putting together, having an attorney put together a confidentiality agreement. And really what I'm, what I'm told and what I've experienced is that oftentimes you're talking business, but even more often you're talking just personal. You know, I have somebody, my, one of my family members wants to come into the business or one of my kids are, mm -hmm. are going through struggles. You end up talking about a lot of very personal things that you wouldn't do if you didn't believe and trust in the group to maintain confidentiality. Mm -hmm. So my, my big thing is in, in trying to identify the initial members and the process the, is to make sure that everybody knows that confidentiality is critical. And ultimately, as they move forward and they get to know each other and they collaborate and share, you know, each individual will be able to determine whether or not, you know, they're comfortable with the confidentiality of the group. But I think that has to be super, super important. Yeah, absolutely. And then the other thing on the agenda is we want to make sure we talk about commitment because if this is really important that if you are in this, it can't be something that you just, you know, oh, I have something scheduled, I can't make it. Mm -hmm. I mean, it has to be something that you're committed to. And, and there's an understanding in the YPO, for example, that, you know, if you miss, you know, two meetings out of the year, you know, you're, you're off the island. Yeah. <laughs> um, because everyone, you know, people are very busy. People have a mm -hmm. lot going on. These business owners are hiring and recruiting and firing and, and trying to grow and maintain. And, you know, there's so much going on and so much time involved that if they're committing to this, they want to make sure that everyone else in the group is committed too. So in fact, there was one person in the group who had committed and then said they had something come up. And I was like, well, you know, we'd love to have you in it, but I think we're going to find somebody else. Not, not to be cold about it, but mm -hmm. I just know from experience that if you're not committed, it's, it's just not going to work. So, so let me ask you a question. When you're talking commitment, how long is this going to be? I mean, is this, is this a two-year, three-year commitment? You know, for, do you have a minimum set as far as how long they need to be in the group? No, what I'm told the best practices are is that you schedule like one-year commitments. Mm -hmm. So we're going to have a first meeting in June. You know, if they decide as a group that they want to do this monthly or quarterly, you know, whatever their, their format is, you know, they're all committed to doing it over the next 12 months. And then nice. it's the kind of thing that maybe in meeting three, if it's quarterly, for example, maybe in meeting three, you go through the process again and how is it going and are we all recommitting to it or, you know, do people need to step back? But we're definitely wanting a commitment for at least a year. My experience and then also from talking to other people who have done this is that you ha you'll have a couple drop off, you know, the group can kind of nominate and agree on people who maybe come in, but the commitment, f you know, for at least a year is really important. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I don't know how all groups, I, I've been involved in a couple and, and helping to form a couple, but I'm hoping they're going to do monthly or at least every other month as they start out. I've seen groups that will actually do that for the first year. And then the second year, they transition to a quarterly because they've addressed a lot of the you know, getting to know each other, getting to understand each other's businesses and so on and so forth, which takes a little bit more time up front, but then down and, you know, getting into the nitty gritty, maybe you can switch to quarterly. Have you found that uh, to be true? Is there usually a... a yeah, like a, the, the YPO is monthly. So they, they uh -huh. insist on monthly and, you know, if you don't make at least 10 of those, like I said, you're, you're kind of off the island. Got it. Okay. So, and then, 
you know, some like one of the things I was told, and I know I've done this in my study groups too, is, you know, you can mix in speakers. So it's not just all about, you know, working on issues, et cetera. Mm -hmm. uh, sometimes you can bring in really great speakers too to the group, and, and that'll kind of break up some of the meetings and, and offer a real learning environment for everybody. Yeah, that's awesome. So, you know, just to get back to the, I think the original uh, point you made about, you know, you haven't run across an advisor who's done something crazy like this, mm -hmm. but, you know, I'm doing this because I love working with entrepreneurs. I love working with business owners. I love working with family business owners, and they all have similar issues. They need a great team. They need great advice. They need comprehensive planning. But while they're focusing all their time and energy on their clients and their employees, there are some things I, you know, we can't do everything here at Hightower Great Lakes. I, I need to help them kind of create a process where they can share ideas and benchmarks. You know, I, I had mentioned at one point in the past, Eric, that, you know, Nancy, my wife and Nancy was at Valparaiso University, and I talked to a lot of professors there. And, you know, when they go to the university, that they, they have this natural cohort of people that are like them, that they share mm -hmm. ideas with, that they brainstorm, they talk about teaching techniques, et cetera. Business owners don't have a natural cohort. They're in their business. They're working, you know, 10, 12 hours a day. So I need to get them to step out of the business and work with their peers to work on the business. That, that's kind of the theory, and that's why I'm doing it. Yeah, absolutely. I think this is fantastic. If if somebody listening to this is like, I, I'd love to learn more about how to do this or, or what organizations to get plugged into. Now, you, you've mentioned some. Obviously, the one you're creating, you've already got a set group at this point. But I, I'm sure there's other business owners that would like to hear uh, a little bit more about this. Would you be open to some some conversations with that? Definitely. If you you know if you're considering creating or thinking about creating a mastermind group, we can help you because we've done all the legwork, the processes, you know, we've set up the processes, and we can get you to a, a work work optional place. So yeah, call me at two one nine two four six five three seven zero or send me an email at tscannell at hightoweradvisors.com. All right, I, I've, I'm going to ask for a promise from you, commitment here. Okay. We're talking about commitment, right? Yes, yes. I would, I would really like to hear like a six-month update and possibly maybe have two of your members on the podcast together, like a roundtable kind of discussion to, to just kind of see how it's going, what they've found through this process and all that. Can we do that? That would be great. I, I would love to do that because I think, you know, talking about talking to each other is how we learn. Yeah. And I think a round table like that would be amazing. All right. Well, for those that are listening, we will give you updates on future podcasts of, of when that podcast will be coming out. And that'll be exciting. That'll be great. I, I love the formation of this and to be a part of it from the very, very beginning, just knowing how it's being formed and, and all the steps you've taken to, to make sure everybody's getting something out of it and, and the confidentiality. So this is fantastic, Tim. So thank you so much for doing this. This is, this is really exciting to me. I'm pretty excited about it. I believe it'll work, but we'll, I'll tell you in six months. We'll find out in six months, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Stay tuned. All right. Thank you, Tim, so much for your time. And, of course, our last thank you goes to you, the listening audience. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening to the Wellstream Podcast with Tim Scannell. If you have not subscribed to the podcast yet, please click the Subscribe Now button below. This way, when Tim comes out with a new podcast, it'll show up directly on your listening device. This makes it much easier to share these podcasts with your friends and family. Again, thanks so much for listening today. For everyone at Hightower Great Lakes, this is Eric Johnson reminding you to live your best day every day, and we'll see you next time. 
Thank you for listening to the WealthStream podcast. We hope you gained some valuable insight that you can apply to your life and share with others. Please don't forget to subscribe below to be notified when new episodes become available. And don't forget to live greater. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the guest and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of Hightower Great Lakes. The content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only. The content is not intended to be a substitute for professional investing advice. Always seek the advice of your financial advisor or other qualified financial service provider with any questions you may have regarding your investment planning. Hightower Great Lakes is a group of investment professionals registered with Hightower Securities, LLC, member FINRA and SIPC, and with Hightower Advisors, LLC, a registered investment advisor with the SEC. Securities are offered through Hightower Securities, LLC. Advisory services are offered through Hightower Advisors, LLC. 